Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. How about you let me start the whole thing? Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Why are you laughing? All right, go on. Oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is a first, maybe. Have I ever introduced loose ends, Paul, or do you always no. do it? You've never done it before. Keep going. This is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, firstly, do you recall... Golly, it was about two years ago that a certain podcast called Loose Units went to number one in Australia. It, yeah, it was a big deal. You it was know. a big deal. And, mm. you, and, and we have one person to thank, really, aside yes. from our magnificent fans and listeners and, and people in jail and mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows where all our listeners are. I mean, that'd be weird to know where they all were. But basically, Michelle Laurie, who does a true crime podcast... She um, she did a bit of a thing on Loose Units. Yeah, she popped our episode up on her feed. Yeah, yeah, and pretty well within days, we actually went to number one in Australia. Yeah. Which is just beyond extraordinary. And I love Michelle. And then, Paul, I believe, and this is like, listeners are going to go, oh my God, here's a, here's a plug. Not a butt plug, but a plug. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This Paul, is going very well, by the way. Paul, Paul. Yeah. Um, I believe that you and Tegan on your magnificent podcast, Dish Island, had uh, Michelle as a guest. Yeah, we did. How did it go? How did uh, it go? Went, re- went really well. In fact, you can go across now and listen. It was a huge interview. I think she kind of spilled her guts to a degree she hasn't done very often. I mm. mean, she really talked about you know, how dealing with true crime has kind of affected her, how it's mm. turned her into kind of an advocate as well for... I mean, she's just... She's a very cause-driven woman, and it was really nice to kind of... Because, look, on Australian True Crime, which is her podcast, mm. uh, she talks to, you know, victims of crime and perpetrators of crime and, you know, detectives and all these kind of incredible people involved in, in the world of crime. Mm. But she rarely gets to talk about herself and her issues and why she does what she does and what effect it's had on her. So mm. if, if you're a fan of Michelle's work, if you're a fan of Australian true crime, then you can go across to Dish Island right now. Mm. Oh, not now. Not now, because we've got to keep listening to our podcast. That, that's a good point. Yeah. So don't stop listening to this. Just once you're done, mm. just make a note. Just like scroll down a little note and just remember to go back and listen to her episode of Dish Island with us. And uh, yeah, because we think you really like it. Mm. Because I remember I told her a terrible story on her podcast when mm. she was interviewing me about, you know, some... Because she wanted... She said to me, John, you can come on the podcast, on her podcast, if you give me something like a scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did, I believe. And I did. But the weird yeah. thing was, 
and it was kind of weird, is that I told her something that was pretty horrendous and it was grotesque and mm. sort of pretty ugh, creepy. Yeah. And she then said to me that she once worked in a brothel. Not as a, but as a madam. Yeah, like I mean, a, she's a done... Secretary and, and yeah. she, yeah, she... So nothing seemed to sort of freak her out, which is no. kind of weird. Paul, um, I, I get up very early in the mornings. Yes. And I listen to a show on Radio National called The Law Report. Okay. And I, I, I'm an avid fan. Um, and it's on, I mean, between 5 a.m. and or probably 5.30 and 6 a.m., which is, you know, not, not everyone's up, but I'm heading off into the, into the darkness. There's been a, a landmark court case in Australia that went all the way to the High Court very recently where a lawyer who was working specifically on, um, you know, horrendous sex offences, there was a special unit where lawyers worked on absolutely atrocious you know, I mean, someone has to do it. And mm-hmm. think about people that have to actually trawl through all the video footage. You know, in day-to-day life, we n- normally don't think of people that actually have to do that and how they can remain unaffected. Well, they basically, most people can't. And there's been this landmark decision where a lawyer suffered serious PTSD just dealing with this horrific and graphic content Mm -hmm. one of the key witnesses in this landmark case and and let's face it listeners and paul that it's got to be pretty serious to get to the high court of australia so they called in this uh professor who specializes in trauma and i'm driving this is only two mornings ago it's in the dark heading to manly it was raining and they interviewed this guy and he said that the majority of people that are exposed to trauma in life they do suffer some sort of ptsd he did say and this is the what what i'm getting to and you may or may not laugh at this it's so funny what i'm about to say not funny but it's funny how we all see ourselves from our own sort of perspectives and he said that there are some people that can be exposed to extreme trauma who are unaffected. It's a very small group of people. They don't fully know why. And I thought, I'm one of those people. And it's at this point you might, might say, Dad, you're not. But I feel that I've managed to get through a lot of incredible trauma. And I also feel, Paul, that obviously that us doing what we do is, is beneficial. For me, at least. Yeah, I think... I would like to think that the podcast has become a kind of therapy for you. Mm. Are you saying I need therapy? Yeah, I think we all do a little bit. I've talked about this before. I mean, if if you've... Look, if you've been through traumatic events, you should talk to somebody and you should try and resolve the things that are kind of bubbling around at the surface. For you, the fact that you'd spent decades and decades and decades not really talking about or addressing these things. I mean, sure, you turned a couple of them into kind of stories that you would tell at dinner parties Mm. to, you know, people that you trusted, but you didn't really unpack these things. I mean, listeners to the show can attest that if you trawl through, you know, seasons one onwards of this show and listen to Dad, occasionally he will tell a story on the mic that he's never told before and, you know, 
that your reactions are very real and you're processing emotions in real time. There were a couple of times where we did a live show and it was really interesting watching you see people react to your traumatic memories in real time. Mm. Now, sure, we've made a, you know, kind of career out of, you know, talking about that stuff. And now with this later season with The Shadow Files, we're talking about, you know, really notorious crimes. And it's it's probably nice for you to kind of get a little bit of a break from talking about stuff that you live through. But mm. yeah, I think it's... Uh, I hope that it's lightened the load for you a little bit. Mm. No, I, <clears throat> I believe it has. Um, and I think it's, you know, I, I think, you know, the, um, well, historically, the Anzacs um, and people of that, that era, they, that you continually hear, and, and having had Anzac Day, and for people not in Australia, that's a, an annual, um, I won't say celebration, but it's, a, it's an event to remember uh, past, uh, you know, atrocities uh, in war. And the one thing that continually comes through is that when you talk to the families of returned servicemen, it seems to be a common thread that the this, the returned servicemen, particularly World War One and probably World War Two, did not talk about it at all to their families. And I think that is is really you know, in hindsight, something quite, quite terrible mm. to have, to have these things just, and these were young people, World War One, you know, there were people 14, 15 years old, all of a sudden being on, on the front in Europe. Uh, and I've always said, and I've always, and I stand by what I'm about to say, and I've said it many, many times, is that in terms of what you can see as a police officer, firefighter, you know, paramedic, ambo, doctor, nurse, you know, just all that, all those types of professions. Um, the things that you see in your daily life, you know, working, I've always um, felt quite strongly that there are only two things, you know, that are, that are sort of at the very top of the pile. One of them is if you have to go to... Um, a plane crash, like Mount Erebus, or well, that you know they occasionally do happen. The people that arrive at an aircraft, uh, like a passenger plane that's just crashed, is just it's beyond because it's a combination of everything that can possibly happen to a human. But then the next level, and I, in my opinion, the absolute ultimate horrendous thing that you could ever ever witness in your life would be war. I think it would be, and it makes me think about. <clears throat> you know, I um, the Ukrainian situation that, and the footage, <clears throat> and some people have said that, and I digress slightly, but some people have said that one of the things Putin is doing, he's he's just extending this thing, and what happens is, as as these things become protracted, the the we as humans tend to, we it has less and less impact, and then we just start going on with our, our daily lives. So it's um, yeah. We've yeah. talked about this before. Making sure that you don't ever start to think this is normal, mm. because people who commit great evil often count on the regular person kind of getting bored. Yeah, exactly. Or just becoming accustomed to what's happening when yes. you shouldn't ever accept it. Yeah, and I think by that same rationale, Dad, you should, and I think you do, maintain a level of wow. The shit I lived through was not entirely normal because mm. it wasn't, and. It isn't, and 
you know. Mm. You probably had to come accustomed, become accustomed to it to a degree. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mm. To kind of cope with it. Mm. But it's, Paul, how are you finding talking about other people's traumas oh, now this season? Um, okay, well, look, um, I feel as though every single episode we do mm. is getting worse. Now, we didn't plan it like that. Oh, you mean in terms of the, the depravity, of the crimes? The, the depravity. I feel as though... And we haven't started to talk about the depravity um, yeah. in the particular... In the Snowtown cases yet. But I've been doing... Um, and I, and I'm, I, hand on heart, I do watch um, quite a few true crime uh, documentaries. Mm-hmm. I love Nordic Noir. I love, I love that... The subtle grittiness of the Scandinavian detectives. I just, and I think, hey, I just think that Scandinavian is. It paints a real picture of um, of that part of the world that does not make me want to go there because I I think it's grim as hell. Why aren't Mm. you watching cheerful stuff to kind of counteract the show? Uh, We're watching Border Town for the second time, and that's a Finnish program. And you laughing, Paul? Well, it's bloody marvellous. I'm sure it is. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. You, no, you're just you're humouring me now. No, please continue. No, but I mean, I mean, you recommend stuff to Christina and myself. You never watch it. No, we don't because why is it the parents? And this is a shout out to everybody here. Parents will bug you for things to watch, and then they never, ever watch it. And then they will call again a couple of weeks later and ask for something to watch. And you, did you watch the thing I recommended? <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, we we just watched uh, Lord of the Rings. You've seen that 150 times. I know, why we just it, watched why, it again. Why? And I actually got a bit teary this time. 
Sure, why don't you ever watch what I recommend? We do occasionally, Paul. It, no, never. It's like, it's like, it's literally, it's like dealing with children hmm. in this well, one. Well, maybe I'm regressing. But I think that is actually happening. And I think that happens. I think you've, you've, you've spent long enough being a parent. Now you want to have a crack at going back to being a kid. <laughs> I don't as long blame as I don't you. end up wearing a nappy. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, that does happen for some old people. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, was, okay, I was walking through the supermarket the other day, Dad, and um, Tegan and I were walking through the uh, section with the paper towels and toilet paper and stuff, and we kind of turned back and we saw the nappies. And obviously, we don't buy nappies, but we found this... This is interesting. Um, so they had nappies for, you know, uh, kids, you know, um, zero to one years old, little baby, mm. and then you move across a little bit, and it's, yep. you know, one to three, and then it's three to five, and then it keeps going. Oh. And, and for each one, you've got kind of, who's ostensibly a model, you've got like a, you know, like a baby actor, and then you've got a slightly older baby, a toddler, <laughs> who's, you know, on, on some, some agents' books. Mm. And then you get to the point where you reach the very end, and I think it's like, you know, nine to 12, you know, grown up pee boy pants. And it's just mm. for pee boy pants, for boys mm. who pee their pants. And it's, that's, look, I'm not judging because, you know, uh, wetting the bed, whatever. But there's just this, this young guy who's clearly, you know, his parents have signed him up to be a model or an mm. actor. And that's his gig, mm. is grinning on the cover of a box of nappies. No, for- it's funny. It's funny, Paul. If um, I, I delight... Yeah. In in bragging about you being the face of Dan Murphy's and mate, you, your face is well known across Australia. Yeah, but, but I think this... if you were advertising nappies, <laughs> like I, would, of... I would never have mentioned it to anyone. In fact, I'd be pretty creeped out that my son, yeah, who's a good style of a bloke, might I add, super cool big boy adult nappy and pants, you're wearing for the this, adult. and you're just yeah. wearing a big diaper. Just cut to me with the curly moustache and mm. the hair coiffed back, waistcoat, but then completely starkers from the waist down. Oh, yeah. no, because I'm wearing a nappy. Yeah, and yeah. sucking on a massive oversized dummy. What? No. No, there's dignity from the waist up. It's the waist down that's the undignified part, you know. I once went to a play at the University of New South Wales and Grandma, my yeah. mum, we had brought her along that night, not knowing, not having any concept or warning what was about to unfold that night. And what transpired is that you had written, directed, and produced a play, um, Pulp Fiction, and I just, I just, I wanted to shrink into my seat and vanish when all of a sudden they opened up this big trunk and this person pops out of the trunk wearing fishnet stockings, basically dressed as a, as a well, I guess... I guess transsexual one could say, with a uh, one of those big balls with a leather strap in their mouth. And guess what, Paul? It was you. And my, let's, I remember my mother was giggling because I don't pay- think she realised that her grandson yeah, was just, the gimp. I, Dad, I got to provide some context here. So basically, uh, my friend Josh, who is now a screenwriter in LA, a very talented director as well. He did a stage adaptation of Pulp Fiction. He wrote and directed it, and. Um, I played Pumpkin. That was Tim Roth's character at the start who kind of, you know, pulls off the heist mm. uh, at the start. Um, and then, halfway through the play, yeah, I played the gimp. Well, someone had to and, you know... But I remember someone... your, your hairy legs coming through, protruding through your fishnet stockings. It was, it was offensive and, mod- and I'm moderately scarred. I thought it looked great. 
A lot of people thought I looked great. Actually, no, I didn't wear fishnets. I was, no, sorry, no. I was wearing a full latex gimp costume with a spiked collar and a zip-up mask, and I got punched in the face, and one night, um, the actor playing Butch, uh, Bruce Willis's character, Paul Ayer, a wonderful actor, actually, uh, he actually clocked me by mistake, and my mask filled with blood. Anyway, in another play, I played a gender-flipped version of Ophelia in... No, I was in a production of um, Twelfth Night, and I played the lead, who was a male, but the gender flipped, so I was playing a female version of that character, so I was in full drag for that for that production. That was the fishnet stocking role. Cool. Love it. Um, what, what, what is the point here? How are, you, are you comparing my acting endeavours to uh, no, it all adult wearing from, nappies? No, I just feel if if, if you were advertising um, a yeah. nappy, yeah. I, prob- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about it. Look, you might not, but the fact is, here's the thing, Dad. If the role pays you a really substantial amount of money, right? Mm. How much? Okay, how much? Here we go. How much money would you accept to be the face of um, an adult nappy campaign? Um, realistically, realistic, let's say it's funny or absolutely realistically. Yeah, realistically. Um, would I have to sort of pretend to be pooping my nappy? No. Here's the thing. It's literally because. Um, the kids on these, on the kind of on the grown-up nappy packets, mm. are wearing pants over the nappies. So as far as they're concerned, it's just a kid smiling on the cover. So the the implication is the nappy is being worn under those clothes. But in your case, I think for comedy's sake, you're wearing the nappy and you're sitting there, kind of maybe you've got a glass of whiskey and like a guru, <laughs> like an Indian yeah. guru. Yes, and the uh, it's it's a funny it's funny. Okay, cool. Well, um, I would do that for, I would say, $70,000. $70,000. Yeah, not a lot less. Well, I mean, you've got to kind of think about the budget they're working with as well. Mm. I think the most you would get paid for it, if it was a national campaign, mm. maybe twenty k. Mm. I'd have to weigh it up. Yeah. Quite seriously. Yeah, because what happens is that then they go, okay, um, we specified in the contract we can also have, we can also have, you know, bigger standees of you. So you mm. walk but into what the happens, supermarket. Yeah, but what happens if they then yeah. started adding sound effects? So it sounded like I was shitting in my nappy. Well, what Would do you, you get it's extra a, for that? What, when you, when you open the packet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if they did it like a, a movie or not a movie... <laughs> I'm getting carried away. Like a TV ad? TV ad, and they had me like walking and it was squelching. They had a, yeah. added like Monty Python-esque sound effects. That that well, would be very distressing if I hadn't been aware of that initially. Yeah, two things I will say. One, uh, that's not going to make their product look good if the squelches are audible. <laughs> what, what you need to do is have you walking down the street, talking with a friend, mm. you know. Signing signing copies, copies of loose units, units or whatever, right? Mm, yeah. And there's just a horrible, just just like aggressive, <laughs> and you look really embarrassed, and you go ho ho, and then it cuts to, but what if? And then you kind of have this slight look on your face, like you've done something terrible in your pants, but it's completely yep. quiet. No and noise. You turn to the camera and wink. Like, yeah, and uh-huh. I'm just sucking on a big cigar. Sure. Yeah. And then it go, you know, thank God for for pee pee poo poo pants. It's really nice that we have this this juxtaposition between our Tuesday episode of dire, horrendous, mm. abhorrent, just just yeah. badness. Yeah, and then and this poo poo time. And this 
Well, no, what's I, happened, Dad? I, I love loose ends. Well, the problem is, Dad, last week on loose ends, we talked primarily about poo poo. And now we're talking about poo poo. We just, I want to assure listeners that it was not our intent. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We have no to- intention at the beginning of every episode. I have loose ends. It's, I promise, as someone is my witness, we, it's just, it's, it's off the cuff, which, which we need to do. It's important. It is a, yeah, it is a, loose ends is occasionally planned, occasionally. Occasionally. But, did, did you have a question for me, or was there something you wanted to talk about? This week? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, I, look, honestly, I just wanted to have a chat, because mm. uh, next week we're going into part two of our look at, at Snowtown, mm. and now I'm thinking it would make sense for us to actually visit these places that we're mm. talking about, and just get the perspective of a, of a local and really mm. dig in. But sadly, because of travel, uh, that's not actually available just yet. But it, it is our intent to kind of get back out there on the road pretty soon. Uh, look, Dad, I'm really sorry we, we took this into the pants department again. Hmm. But I want to assure listeners that at no point in recent memory have either Dad or I, you know, crapped our pants. No, in, no. In, while you've been talking to us or while we've been signing no. copies of the book, this is not something we do habitually. And you know what? If we did, it would be fine and none of your business. But I think... Dad, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends. It's been a weird one, as usual. All right, well, it's been... Um, thank you for letting me do the intro, and maybe I can do the outro. Oh, so you want to do the outro? I'd love to. But can I just say on this on this closing note, Paul, that it's at times like this mm-hmm. that I wish I listened to what my mother told me. What's that? I don't know. I never listened. I think that's your outro. Love it. See you, Dad. Bye, mate. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.